Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us today for our next episode of Mixed Messages with Jeff Bogue. My name is Joe Caruso, and I'll be your host as we dig into today's topic. From news sources to comedians, friends to advertisements, it seems everyone has an idea of how we should think and live and make decisions. But when everyone disagrees, how do we cut through the noise? How do we sift through all that information overload and choose what governs our lives? As we pray and process these things, we want to offer a resource to navigate some of the day's most pressing topics and questions. Hello, Jeff. Hello, Joe. Como estas? Tienes tu hermanos. I don't know what that means, but I remember I learned that phrase in high school. What's it mean? <laughs> do you have brothers? <laughs> I do. I have two. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, For some reason, that from high school Spanish is what stuck in my brain 35 years later. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's funny. I I, all, I feel like all the cliches are more like "Where's the bathroom" and <laughs> stuff like that. But yeah, you're like, you got siblings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Maybe it was a. Uh, maybe you were, you know, back in the day, you were trying to date some. You know, like you got a sister. You know, like <laughs> I don't know what it was. I I have so I have some. I have some kind of learning disability, and I it was never diagnosed. I don't know what it is, but I have. Any math outside of adi- addition, subtraction, division, any like algebra, I, I cannot do. Mm. Like I, I really can't. And I think whatever that's tied to is tied to my retention of languages. Oh sure. Like I, ca- I cannot retain them. Uh, but for some reason, after uh, four semesters of Spanish in high school, that's what I remember. <laughs> that's amazing. You act. That reminds me of a. A mutual friend of ours who's since gone to be with the Lord, but uh, you remember Steve Marshall? Oh yeah, and uh, oh, Steve so he, was wonderful. He was fantastic. Well, he's actually the the pastor that introduced us to what is now our shoulder to shoulder partnership yeah, in Mexico. That's right. And um, <laughs> the researchers, the leaders down there, and others, we used to tease him all the time because he had been to Mexico no less than like twenty five times, so many times, and had tried to take Spanish courses, but he couldn't say the two phrases we've said on this podcast so far. Yeah, I mean, I've, I don't, you, you included. I don't think I've ever met anyone with less aptitude for language <laughs> than Steve, and yet had such a heart. Oh, and the biggest heart for the nation. Oh, it was awesome. Steve and I were friends. We did youth ministry together. Oh, that's right. So way, way back, and he had a mime team and. Uh, he was the youth pastor, and then he, he was at Maranatha Church, and they went down and started, I think it's called Mission Point. Mm, mission, yeah, View, Mission View? Mission View. Yeah, one, one of those Mission two. View in North Kent. Great yeah. church anyway. If mm-hmm. you live down that way, it's a great church. Uh, but yeah, he was a beloved brother. He was a riot yeah, to, was a to hang out with. But Well, I didn't know I had that in common with him because I... Yep. Yeah, I'm terrible. Yeah, so so terrible. so bad, so bad. Well, see, God can use us in our weakness. That's exactly look right. What God did that with Steve. Yeah, because like you said, his mission's legacy is uh, it's pretty hu- big. Yeah, it's huge. It's funny. Yeah, but yep. yeah, it's awesome. Well, um, our uh, listener submitted a question, and uh, we actually already followed up with this listener individually, and we found that this question was kind of birthed not out of curiosity and not even hypothetically, but truly asking questions along the lines of like, can you help me figure this out? I'm a little bit nervous. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I'll go ahead and read the question. So there are many ways to, uh, and of course I'm reading this verbatim, there are many ways to get to hell, but only one way to get to heaven. You must believe in Jesus, that he died for our sins. But if you die while sinning, even though you're quote unquote saved, will you go to heaven or hell? 
if you're doing something wrong and you don't have time to repent, something big like you know, you're purposefully living out of wedlock, you're purposefully living in a, uh, an other-than-heterosexual, monogamous, New Testament-style marriage relationship, or, or maybe it's even something small, like you're, you're, you're in the middle of having an envious act and you don't have time to repent. Am I going to go to heaven or am I going to go to hell? Yeah, you're going to go to heaven. <laughs> um, because here, here's, the, here's the reality. You're always sinning. <laughs> Uh, so you know that there's there the, the heart is deceitfully wicked. No one can know what the Bible says. So um, if I get out of like you know I'm living with somebody out of wedlock, uh, and I get into like my motives, I get into my thought life, mm-hmm. uh, I get into greed, I get into worry. The Bible says don't worry, right? So you you get into these things that are outside of our. Uh, cognitive control, so to say, Mm -hmm. Um, I am by nature a sinner, and so that's why the grace of God and the security of God is so important and important in particular in this conversation to our salvation. So when the Bible says that when I accept Christ, the Holy Spirit is given to me as a deposit Mm -hmm. on heaven, what it's saying is my, my place in heaven is held when I truly accept uh, the salvation that's offered through Jesus Christ alone, through the repentance of sin, mm-hmm. by grace through faith. So we, ha- we have to believe that, because the idea that I'm going to live a life in which sin is not creeping at the door um, goes against everything that the gospel uh, was given for and actually goes against what the what the Bible teaches. So you will go to heaven. Now, there's another question in there if it want, if we want to ask it. I don't know where you want to go with this. Well I, I think I do want to go there, but before we do, I, I, I love the um when Jesus in Matthew six talks about like broad is the path that leads to destruction, but narrow is the path that leads to life. I actually love that passage when I think of repentance, mm. because repentance is not about like make sure you say you're sorry every time you mess up. Repentance is turn from leaning on your own understanding and trying to do it yourself. Realize you need a savior and turn to him. Well, once I've turned to him and he's given me the gift of salvation, ta-da! Like right. that part's done. You're sealed. You're you're um, indwelt with the Holy Spirit. Like He's written your name in the book of life. Like all of that justification is handled. It's done. That's why you're saved, if we want to use that vernacular. And it's past tense. It's done. It's and all the work that Jesus did on the cross and His resurrection has handled every bit of that. Yep. Now He said that that narrow path is going to be hard, <laughs> and it's going to be narrow. You're going to stumble. You're going to fall over. It's like what all you're saying. Like, we're still going to be in this. We can't escape our sin nature completely this side of heaven. And that's what's going to trip us up. But we still have already turned. We're already with Jesus uh, in that mode. So that's where repent is such a strong and wonderful and life-giving word. But it's at that beginning part that it has its power. Yeah, yeah. Um, but go ahead, Jeff. Ask the next question. <laughs> <laughs> the... the I think what you're saying is so important, and it's absolutely true if you truly repented yes. and if you've received the, the the salvation of Jesus Christ alone. And so Jesus has a, a 
parable, and a parable is a, if you don't know what it is, it's an illustrated story that he uses to communicate a truth. And one of the, one of the most powerful parables that he gives is, is the parable of the soils. Mm-hmm. And he says, the, the, he uses the, the imagery of a, someone sowing seeds. So think of walking through your backyard with a bag on that's full of grass seed and you're spreading seed. And Jesus says when you that that seed is the word of God or the truth of God or the gospel and it falls on different kinds of soil it falls on the path so the seed doesn't take root it falls on rocky ground so the seed might take root but get choked out it falls on weedy ground and the and the true seed uh, the true uh, crop and the weeds are mixed together and then it falls on good soil and takes takes root and produces a harvest and. I, I think sometimes what happens is this. I think people, when, when they get fearful about, am I going to go to hell if I'm caught sinning? I think they have an uh, incomplete or maybe a, a warped view of what salvation is. Mm-hmm. And the reason that I'm sensitive to this is because I grew up this way. Same, yeah. So uh, when I grew up, there was a term that was thrown around a lot called backsliding. Mm-hmm. And backsliding was this idea that you accepted Jesus and you walked with him for a while and then you slid backwards and you're you're just a backslidden Christian. So you're living in sin, um, you're ignoring God, you're absolutely not yielding to his authority or his definition, you're not uh, responding to his love, and you're living like a godless person, but you're you're saved but you're backslidden. Mm-hmm. And what I the, the caution or the other conversation that I would throw into this is there is no allowance for that in the Bible. Uh, there is no, I'm saved, but I totally ignore everything that God says. So what the Bible would say is if I'm truly a believer, there's fruit in my life. And that fruit does not have to be Mother Teresa, Billy Graham stuff. Uh, but there's some, there's a sensitivity to the Word of God mm-hmm. and the, the authority of it. There's a sensitivity to the leading of the Holy Spirit. And there's a, there's a responsiveness or a desire that I think is changed in one's heart. Mm-hmm. And then what the Bible says is, is that in all of that, you're growing more and more. There's a deepening and a deepening and a deepening to, to all those things. So when you ask the question, like, if it's a big thing, like I'm living in uh, open, blatant, willful sexual immorality, and I die, am I going to go to heaven? I, I would look at I would say to you from the scripture, if you are truly a Christ follower, yes, you will. And if you are truly a Christ follower, you would be very sensitive to open to living an open, willing, and blatant immorality. Mm-hmm. So there's another question there that I'm asking, like, are you a fallen brother or sister mm-hmm. who needs to be confronted and restored? Or are you a religious person who's a whitewashed tomb, mm-hmm. which is a tomb that, uh, or is a, a phrase that Jesus used, where you're mortal on the outside but dead on the inside, and uh, you go to church but it doesn't really affect or reflect the rest of your life. Yep. 
So that's a really important conversation because once you are in Christ, you are forever in Christ, you are sealed by the Holy Spirit and a deposit is, is put on heaven for you. Christ will never leave you or forsake you. When you look at the Bible, there's all kinds of people that did all kinds of horrible things, and God is like, but they're mine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to be in heaven with me. And then in the Bible, there's all kinds of people who did all kinds of wonderful things. And the Bible says on on the day of judgment, they're going to say, Lord, Lord, let us into heaven, and Jesus is going to look at them and say, depart from me, I do not know you. Mm-hmm. Um, because they were religious. They, they were pretty on the outside, but dead on the inside. And then what the Apostle Paul says is, he says, you should test yourself to see if you're in the faith. Mm-hmm. So what he's, he, what he's saying, he's not saying you should be insecure about your relationship with God, what he's saying is, if you are in, if you're living in willful, blatant uh, sin, and it's purposeful, what are we talking about here? Because we're not talking about getting right with Christ. We're not talking about reflecting Jesus. Uh, we're not talking about loving a neighbor as yourself. We're to, what? What is the conversation that we're having? Mm-hmm. And he basically looks is like you should consider that question. Mm-hmm. So I think I think for our listener that asks this question, that's a really important distinction. And I would look and I would say, if you are pursuing Jesus and you love the Lord and you're growing in your faith, and you're struggling in a, in an area of weakness, you're struggling with an alcohol relapse, you're struggling with pride, you're struggling with greed or insecurity, whatever it is. Um, I would probably look at you and say, please take a deep, deep confidence in, uh, in God's grace and his mercy and the fact that uh, he knew you were going to struggle in this way before he ever called you to himself mm-hmm. and keep up the struggle. Yeah. Uh, the Bible also uses this phrase, uh, Paul again, he says, we have not struggled yet to the point of shedding blood <laughs> and, with sin. And what he's saying is, like, we haven't really fought this fight, mm-hmm. you know? So uh, I want to keep struggling not to earn my salvation, but because I have it. I would also look at an, a believer and uh, or someone who says they're a believer, and I'm like, you're living in direct opposition to God's Word in direct opposition to God's heart, and it is directly hurting the people around you, which is direct opposition to the greatest commandment. Mm-hmm. Love Lord God, heart, soul, mind, strength, love your neighbors, yourself. What I would try to say this lovingly, but why, why would you conclude you're a Christ follower? Mm. That's the testing yourself. And if they said... I got baptized when I was an infant, I went to church, I prayed a prayer. I I would look at them and I would say, I would question your faith if I was you, mm-hmm. because there's no fruit. I'm not going to do that. Um, it's not my role to say if you are a believer or not, that's God's role. But I would question, I would encourage you to do that, mm-hmm. because there, there's nothing here that really would show anyone, and there's no real teachability or responsiveness to God, and that's not what it means to be a Christ follower in the first place. 
I think this is such a relational thing, right? This isn't about punching a ticket into eternity. And um, I remember when I was a kid, um, when I was a kid, the Cleveland Indians were really, really good. Uh, I, I loved baseball when I was a kid because in the 90s, they were awesome. They were incredible. Um, and so <laughs> I remember one time right here at the Fairlawn Acme, Carlos Baerga came down to sign autographs. And, like, I got the high five Carlos Baerga once. That was amazing. Now, you fast forward. What's that been, like 25 years or whatever? Yeah. If I told you, well, yeah, I know Carlos Baerga. You'd probably want some kind of, like, fruit or proof yeah. that I know him. And if my only proof was when I was a kid, I high-fived him once. You're like, oh, you don't know Carlos. And I might, like, you're right. And so if our only conversational proof that we're a Christ follower is one time when I high-fived God, I'm, that's what you have to press into. Because yeah, he's inviting I, us to a relationship. That, that's right. And, and, and it, it's funny, uh, kind of. Uh, <laughs> it, it's kind of funny. The people who are the most sensitive ab- about do I really have my faith, am I really pleasing God, have I done enough, are usually the people who should take the most security in God's grace and, and his gospel. Mm-hmm. The people who don't give a rip, and they're like, yeah, I'm a Christian. I'm like, oh, that, I'm, that surprised me when you said that. Mm-hmm. Does it surprise you? Would it, would it surprise your kids? Because there's like, like those are the, so sometimes the people who are the most insecure should be the most secure, and the people who are the most secure are the mo- should be the most insecure. And, and God's not looking at his secured ones and dangling salvation over their head saying, you better get your act together. Right. He does look at those who are what the Bible calls self-righteous. I did something myself that I think makes me in right standing with God. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that's not the way this works at all. I have to do it all for you. That's the gospel. And the way that you know that you genuinely accepted that is it causes change. So I, I like to say that behavior never creates love. Mm-hmm. Love always alters behavior. Mm-hmm. And if there's not a alteration... And there's not a desire to. Uh, sometimes I'll say the 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 biggest sign that somebody's truly a disciple is they quit arguing with the Bible. Mm-hmm. I start asking, how do I align my life with God? Not if I want to or not. Right. I want to look for those things, and it, that like a, like you said, Joe, this is all a conversation that if you're struggling with, is really important we have in person. Yep. Um, but I want to look at those things and help a person understand maybe where they're at with God. But to answer a question on a podcast, if you have received and been given salvation by grace through faith from Jesus Christ alone, you're going to go to heaven regardless of what sin you're involved in with mm-hmm. in the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah the succinct way that Paul says it in Romans 8 verse 1 is, there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. That's right. None. Not a little bit. Not well. On the, I mean, I guess if you do that, there's a little bit. It's like, no, yeah. there is none. And so it's uh, hugely important to understand that. And I I think you're right. Um, in general, Jeff, I think you're right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, uh, but um, 
you know, those that are seeking after God and desiring to be connected with God, you know, what they're in a sense doing is calling on the name of the Lord. Yep. And the scripture also says all of those who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. Right, that's right. And so uh, there's, there's a lot of confidence we can have there. And when he dangles those challenges in front of us, those how about we work on this area of your life convictions. He's maturing you and completing you so you're lacking nothing. That's exactly right. He's offering you a pathway to freedom. Right. Can you imagine if you weren't addicted to that anymore? Yeah. Can you imagine if you no longer had those outbursts anymore? Can you imagine if you fill in your blank, you know what you're struggling with and it hangs you up. Can you imagine if you could walk with Christ and he would free you from those? Like that's what he's inviting you to. Yeah. So it feels like you're pressing in like a... You know, when a coach talks to his player, he's, like, not demean... I mean, if it's a good coach, he's not demeaning the player. He's helping them advance, mature, get better. And that's what God is doing when he presses into us as a believer. Right, right. It's, it's awesome. Well, I hope that this, uh, of course, helps our listener. And, and again, we've had uh, this conversation back and forth ahead of time. But if you had similar questions, I pray that this has been helpful for you as well. If you have questions you'd like us to address, you can always submit those at bath.gracechurches.org slash mixed messages. We'd love to help you out. And if we can help you take any unique next steps or even dial in a, a facet of what we talked about today, reach out, let us know. If you like what you're hearing and want to hear more of it, make sure you subscribe, follow, rate, and review our podcast. And if you're looking for a group of people striving after Jesus, you can always check us out here at Grace in person or even check us out online. Thanks for joining us today as we continue to seek God's voice through all the mixed messages around us. See you next time.